I would like to welcome you all to Sunday service. Um, we're Naya Swamis. My name is Ananta. This is my wife, Maria. We're glad you can join us. We have many guests here at the Expanding Light, and we have our community members, and we have our family online. Thank you for making a wonderful start to the new year by making a spiritual choice. Thank you for joining us. I'm going to read from Rays of the One Light, which is a parallel passages from the Bible and the Gita written by Swami Kriyananda. At the first week is at the heart of silence, the eternal word. Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. In the Gospel of St. John, chapter 1, these immortal lines appear. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Human vision beholds individuality and separation everywhere. Divine vision beholds the oneness of cosmic vibration of which all things, no matter how diverse, are manifestations. Cosmic sound the word of God, and cosmic light. These are eternal. The world, as revealed to us by our senses, is illusory. In Autobiography of a Yogi, Paramahansa Yogananda relates an early experience he received of the divine aspect of reality. Sitting on my bed one morning, I fell into a deep reverie. What is behind the darkness of closed eyes? This probing thought came powerfully into my mind. An immense flash of light at once manifested to my inward gaze. Divine shapes of saints sitting in meditation posture in mountain caves formed like miniature cinema pictures on the large screen of radiance within my forehead. Who are you? I spoke aloud. We are the Himalayan yogis. The celestial response is difficult to describe. My heart was thrilled. Ah, I long to go to the Himalayas and become like you. The vision vanished, but the silvery beam expanded in ever-widening circles to infinity. What is this glory, wondrous glow? I am Ishwara. I am light. The voice was as murmuring clouds. I want to be one with thee. Out of the slow dwindling of my divine ecstasy, I salvaged a permanent legacy of inspiration to seek God. Wise are we if we meditate on that experience of Yogananda's and salvage from it even a breath of his inspiration. For quite simply, there is nothing else. As the Bhagavad Gita says in the seventh chapter, I make and unmake the universe. Apart from me, nothing exists, O Arjuna. All things, like the beads of a necklace, are strung together on the thread of my consciousness 
and are sustained by me. Thus, through Holy Scripture, God has spoken to mankind. everybody and happy new year blessed new year to all of you I'd like to read uh, Yogananda's poem and this is entitled The Garden of the New Year The echoes of last year its sorrow and laughter have died away the song voice of the new year, encouraging, hope imparting, is chanting refashion life ideally. Abandon the weeds of old worries from the forsaken garden of the past. Garner only seeds of joys and achievements, hopes, good actions and thoughts all noble desires. So in the fresh soil of each day, those valiant seeds water and tend them until your life is fragrant with rare flowering qualities. The new year whispers, awaken your habit-dulled spirit to rest to zestful new effort. Rest not till the eternal freedom is won and ever pursuing karma outwitted. With joy enlivened, unendingly united mind, let us all dance forward, hand in hand, to reach the halcyon home whence we shall wander no more. That was from Songs of the Soul. I'll read something, I think, from Whispers a little later. So, the new year is a blessed reminder to us all that at any moment, at any time, things can be different, things can change, but most especially, we can change. We can be different. And... This is a very auspicious time. Our new year lands between the births of Jesus Christ and Paramhansa Yogananda. That makes it very auspicious, especially so. Because here are two great masters of many, to be sure, but two great masters who have exemplified through their lives, lived through their lives, and realized this possibility of change, this possibility of the ever-new, that we can claim our divine birthright. We can 
set a course from this day forward to seek God, to know God, inwardly most especially, but outwardly as well, through spiritual family, through seeing in one another true divine friends. This reading this morning, this excerpt from Yogananda's life, is so beautiful, I think, because of its sheer simplicity. He is sitting in meditation, in silence, and he sees beyond closed eyes the darkness, and this thought emerges from that silence, from that darkness, what is behind the darkness of closed eyes. In the festival of light, there is the song that we sing weekly, the thunder of Om. And it says, out of the silence comes the song of creation. Out of the darkness comes the light. And we are reminded of this eternal reality that is right, right here. So, so close just behind the darkness of closed eyes, just behind the silence that seems not to speak or say anything. There is this eternal reality. You know, many people think that meditation is just something that's, you know, the individual meditating is very self-involved, very introverted, not concerned or interested in the big world outside. But totally the opposite is true. In meditation, in the silence of meditation, we enter into a stream of consciousness that is linked to eternity. And that's what Yogananda experienced. And that's what he showed us in that moment of silence. I remember many years ago, a very pivotal point in my life, and I uh, was uh, out in the country. I set out on a hike on my own, very, very far and away from everything and everyone. Uh, Teenagers do this without really thinking of the parameters or practicality of it all. But I was up at the top of this mountain all by myself, and just closed my eyes and I didn't meditate I had no spiritual orientation at the time yet or at least in the fore of my consciousness but the moment I closed my eyes this prayer emerged and it said make my life meaningful and God wasn't in my life certainly not consciously at that point But out of the silence came this moment of truth that reset the course of my life. And it was just a short time and a few successive steps then before I found this teaching, before I found my spiritual path in life and my guru. When Yogananda had this experience, he reset the course of his life. 
He renewed that inner commitment of the soul that incarnated him, but confirming that the only important thing is to seek God. The only important thing is to know God. And when you think about it in these terms, the whole of the life, the whole of the autobiography of a yogi, his autobiography, is established on this premise. Everything that he does, everyone he is motivated to meet, everybody whom he does meet, everything he seeks out and looks for is all about seeking God. It's all about knowing God in meditation, in the silence of the soul. You know, we make many resolutions at the new year, and rightfully so. There's habits we'd really like to get rid of, patterns of behavior, this kind of thing. And I'm sure many of us had made resolutions or had friends who make them who in pretty much in 24 hours they're done and gone. You know, they just don't have the sustaining power individually and nor really does the goal necessarily have enough magnetism to keep going forward. But this goal of seeking God, this goal of meditating, that's the that's really the resolution that's going to hold all the other ones together, that's going to empower all the others. And so I invite those of you who don't yet have a practice in meditation to... You can still ju- adjust your resolutions. You can still move them around. And you know the key is inspiration. And, but to make this your resolution, to learn to meditate, to... Look at your resolution in terms of seeking God. You know, is this a resolution that is really of my soul, that is meaningful to my soul and therefore my life? And, you know, again, if you need to move things around or redo your resolutions, do so with this in mind. Do so with this inspiration that Yogananda has given us to set the course of our lives upon that firm foundation of inner stillness and seeking God. This will bring all of the rest of it together. This will be the lasting one, the directing one for all other uh, uh, resolutions that we could make or even be inspired by. There's a wonderful story in the life of... um, Lahiri Mashai, about one of his disciples. And this man, he wasn't a disciple at the time. He was a bricklayer, uh, an employee in a bricklaying business. He lived in Bengal. And he worked very hard, very diligently. He didn't make a lot of money. He could barely provide for his family, his wife, his children. But he was a very generous man. And so whenever he felt that others had needs, regardless of the fact that he may or may not be able to provide for his family, if he helped them, he would help them anyway. It was just who he was. And one day he was sitting by the Ganges, which was near to his place of work, and he closed his eyes and sat there as he did daily in his the little break of time that he had. 
And he felt that there was something very incomplete in his life. He didn't, didn't know what it was, but it was a powerful feeling, a very powerful feeling. It made him anxious. There was something that he desperately yearned for, but didn't know what to do with that yearning, to fulfill that yearning. And all of a sudden, he got up, and in that state, you know, somewhat anxious, he just started walking, and he kept walking, and he walked through the town, he walked through the village, he walked through the country. Finally, he came to the outskirts of the big city of Kolkata, and he by and by found himself at the Howrah railway station, huge metropolitan railway station. And he went up to the ticket window, and he said, I need a ticket. And the man said, where do you want to go? And he said, this is the money I have, I need a ticket. And he said, have you ever been to Kashi? which was the name then for Varanasi. Maybe it's moved back to that name now. <coughs> but, uh, and he said no. And the man, the ticket man, sensing his anxiety, said, you go there. You have just enough money to get there, and the Lord, Vishwanath, will help you. And so the man gets on the train, and it's a very long journey by train, and it takes days, and he's tired, he's hungry, he has no food, nothing with him. Uh, He's dusty, dirty, and he arrives at Kashi, and he has heard that there is a section of the town where Bengalis live. He's from Bengal in India. And so he seeks out that part of the town, and he's wandering down narrow streets, and again, just tired, but guided to where he knows not. And all of a sudden, this man steps out of the doorway onto the little lane, and he says, come, come here, come here, and calls him to come. And the man comes in, and he doesn't know him, but his host now welcomes him and says, I will give you something to eat. You'll be able to bathe and rest a while, and then we will talk. And so the man does so. And when he wakes up, rested, he's been fed, he comes out to, again, meet his host. And his host introduces himself as Lahiri Mahashai and initiates him into Kriya on that meeting. But here is this individual, you know, living the life of seeking God. It takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of trust. It's not spelled out. You know, Yogananda didn't have that experience and see his life all before him necessarily for our benefit. He just saw that here's this divine reality and this is all that is worth seeking. And if I trust in that, if I'm willing to trust in that, everything else will come into place because everything is a part of that. Out of the silence comes the song of creation. Out of the darkness comes the light. And that truth is there for us to live. Yogananda lived this reality 
on a daily level in this way. He set aside the past. He set aside worry. He set aside identification with karma and the limits of karma. I remember years ago once I was battered by a particular situation in my life and tired, you know, trying to meet it and, and get through it. And I just thought, you know, I'm going to let karma take its course. Well, it just took me, a, I don't know, it was not much time. It could have been minutes, maybe a couple, few hours. But I realized how uncomfortable that was to let karma take its course. And we don't have to. We don't have to do that. We can ride above that. You know, Yogananda, sure, he, you know, horoscopes, astrology, all of this is big. In the, India, in the India in which he grew up, in the India now, and in this world, even in the West. Yogananda, in his horoscope, it said he would be married. Three times his parents tried to marry him. He would have nothing to do with it. He said he tore up his horoscope. <laughs> he tore it up. Just forget it. You know, it's not that it's... I know we get reading, astrological readings, and it's kind of interesting and entertaining, and even sometimes inspiring and valid. But the point is, let us not be limited by this. Let us not be limited by anything. Our karma, our astrology, you know, that's what Yogananda was saying. Leave this behind. Go on a worry fast. Forget all of this. And simply seek God. Simply seek the light and turn to the light. Swamiji gives a beautiful example in his life of that process by which we can pursue change. And he wanted to overcome something within himself. It was a tendency towards being intellectual. And it was, you know, it's not that the intellect is, is bad, that we all need to be devotional bhaktis. We're all a blend of so many characteristics, so many attributes and abilities and talents. But the point is, he felt it becoming, it coming between him and Divine Mother, between him and his guru. And so he didn't want it anymore. And he said, this is the first step. You have to make up your mind. We have to make up our mind. I don't want that anymore. I don't want that habit I don't want to react that way. I don't want to identify with that part of myself, that karma, whatever it is. We need to make up our mind that we want to go forward. And then he said, after he did that, he envisioned where he wanted to be, who he wanted to be, what he wanted to be. He came as a disciple to Yogananda. And he wanted to be a disciple. He wanted to live a life in cooperation with his guru, with higher consciousness. And he couldn't do that. He could see that as long as he was identified with this thing in himself that was causing a separation. So he wanted to get rid of it. He envisioned what he wanted. And then... He gave all of it to God. He gave all of it to Divine Mother to take care of, 
sort out and make right. And it happened. It did. It left him. It completely went away. And Master, sometime later, amongst a group, he said, Look how I've changed, Walter. He called Swami Kriyananda by that name, Walter. But Swami shares with us, ultimately it is the Guru, ultimately it's grace. It's when we open ourselves, when we make the effort, when we put that foot forward, then God responds and takes that from us, and it's gone. And that's, the, that's what brings us to that consciousness that we are a child of God. And to enter into our resolutions with that awareness that we are a child of God first and foremost. We spend way too much time thinking about the things we are that are not of truth and not real and not who we really are. Swamiji said, restlessness is superficial compared to the soul. All this stuff on the outside is superficial compared to the soul. And when we come into it with that thought, with that inner knowing, I am a child of God. I am of this light that has manifested creation, that has given us the dark sky and the light sky in all of this duality. I am a child of the infinite. That's my reality. And as we choose resolution, as we choose to go forward, as we choose to set our life on that course of seeking God and knowing God in meditation, trying to meditate more deeply, trying to get more of that divine clarity in our lives as we set our course in that way, our masters, our line, the great ones of all time assist us and change us and make us, remake us in that divine truth which is our reality. The thing to remember here is that in this incarnation we have come to a spiritual teaching. Whatever it is, this path, another path, we have come to spiritual teaching and we have been given techniques of higher awareness, higher consciousness. Why are we given these things? Why did we get them in this life? We got them because we can utilize them. We're ready to utilize them. And we can be successful through them. We can be successful in this divine quest that we've incarnated to live. All of that, us have that blessing, have that grace. So first and foremost, let us take into the new year this resolution to learn to meditate. If you're already meditating, meditate. Make that resolution to try to meditate more deeply and to seek God. I wanted to close with just a very brief reading from Whispers. And this is entitled, Wherever We Go. Whether in Himalayan caves or crowded subway, whether in the concrete jungle of modern life, or in a simple village in Hindustan, 
Wherever we go, teach us to seek thee out in all thy secret nooks, east, west, north, south, everywhere. <laughs>